Welcome. You are listening to Second Wind, where Second Wind's mission is to give you the courage to dream big, inspire you to play full out, and help you with your second wind for your next life adventure. Now, you know, I'm Joyce Buford, and I am your host today, as I love to do this podcast, because I meet such awesome women. Then men, I meet men too, but originally it was just for women in my mind. And I've been exposed to so many wonderful people that make impact on so many people around us. And that is our guest today. She's an amazing woman. And I'm thrilled that she is here to talk about something that I think women 50 and above might shy away from. So stay with us, okay? This is going to be a great podcast. Her name is Dr. Joan Bragger, and she is the author of Never Too Late for Love, the successful women's guide to online dating in the second half of life. Now, I know you might be poo-pooing this, but you need to stay. This is going to be life-changing, Joan is a certified relationship coach who helps women to find happy, healthy love in the second half of life. She knows what she's talking about because she was happily married at the age of 62 to Mark, whom she met on Match.com. They are living a full life, eye-working, staying fit, and enjoying their many children and grandchildren. She has worked as a professor of leadership at Boston University and has an executive coach to business owners at Harvard Business School. Joan earned her degrees, which are numerous, a BA of the arts, a master's in education, a doctorate in education from Harvard University. And she is, the fun part for her that I'm loving this, she's taught leadership around the world in universities, business, and health ministries. Awesome. I am so pleased you are here. So pleased, Joan. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So as we go forward today, what do you say to that woman that goes, oh, poo, I've tried everything. This is not for me. It's too much. I don't want to do it. How do you... Keep that woman here. That's a wonderful question. Well, first, my heart goes out to you because to all the women who have worked so hard to have love in our lives, this is, we we haven't neglected it. For the most part, we've really tried hard. I want to say that. We're we're aware that having a loving relationship and having a partner really gives our life a quality that other things do don't quite provide. You know, you can have a full life and people do have full and wonderful lives. And I've had a wonderful life when I was single as well. But there was something about having a partner that I I really wanted. And um, I believed, I I don't know if I believed fully I could have it, but I believed I could try to have it. I believe that. That's what I believe. Yeah. I think I give I gave the little college try after I went through my divorce. But then you talk, you address some of those fears and anxieties that I had in my search in me. So I I 
that was my story. I just gave up. I just gave up out of frustration and doubt that I could have it, you know? So, but, you know, you expressed that there was a a doubt in your mind as well. So, so what made you persist? Why did you feel this is so part of a complete life? Well, first of all, I just want to tell you the doubts are there. I, I got divorced when I was 57 years old and I said, oh my God, I'm 57 years old now. And I don't look like I used to look. I know that for a fact. I had heard that men like younger women, which I just want to say is not true for good men. I just want to say that. Okay. And I was also very afraid of online dating. I, you know, our generation wasn't born and raised online like the kids were. Right. And it was my own at the time, 32 year old son who put me on a dating site because I, <laughs> I didn't know anything about it or how you do it. Yeah. Um, so there were a million obstacles. I do, I, do I look good? Will men even want me? And how could I go out there and date again? And how could I get the courage to get rejected again? I yeah. think you have to be brave to do that. So what inspired, what motivated me? Well, I have to tell you, despite that I was divorced, I actually like being married. I, I like I liked being married. I like having a partner. The partner that I divorced from was not the right person. He wasn't a bad person, but we just our lives were going in very different directions. Yes. Yeah. And so 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 but I like the give and take, the day-to-day give and take of what marriage is like and the having someone on your side. You know, no, you know, the no matter what, that to me is what an, a great marriage is. You've got to, someone's right. there rooting for you, no matter what happens. And, you yeah. know, I like you, Joyce, I'm up to some big things in life. I like to, while I'm here, I want to make a contribution yeah. and I find it's easier to do it if I have someone to support me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, so that motivated me to, to get mm-hmm. past those obstacles. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about, um, I was, I did get, you sent me your book and I did have the time to go through it. And I love the, the message, message that you have in there. You just address so many things that I went, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I felt like you were reading my story almost, but um, you know, I think we all, I th- I actually think, you know, there was Adam and Eve. It started out as a couple. And I do believe we're created as people that want that love to share with somebody. We want it. And of course, Cinderella sold it to us. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe we are a species that's bonded. I, I believe primates, if you go out in the wild, they bond, they, they pair bond, you know. Yes. And, and we are definitely like a pair bonded species. We're just designed to mm-hmm. be part of that. Now, mm-hmm. we were only supposed to live till we're 36 years old. It, it, it only a couple hundred years ago, maybe it changed that people on average lived longer than 36 years. So yeah. it was easy to do lifetime marriage when you were going to die at 36. Okay. Yes. But now we, we, we're living in just in our generation alone. It's moving up to 80. It's moving up to every year our longevity is increasing yeah. and we're getting we're getting a fascinating thing that people are writing about a ten, like a 10 15 year period where we're healthy mm. and not yeah. infirm we're not old we're not aged 
And we no longer have childcare responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And many of us are freed from heavy work responsibilities. We have a new period of our lives given to us. Right. So, yeah. so that's, that really begs the question, what will we do with it? Mm. And yeah. I, I have a friend uh, who wrote a book called Late Love. She documented how many people are getting divorced after 30 years. There's a lot. A there's, lot. There's a lot. There's a big epidemic. It's called gray divorce. And I understand it. It's you've lived with someone 30 years. You've raised the children. The children are out. Mm -hmm. And someone you might have picked 30 years ago is not a fit anymore for what you're up to in your life. And he may no. not be a bad person, but you don't want to live 30 more years with him. Yes. Yes. So you choose not to, which is good news because there are actually a lot of single men in our generation out there. There's a ton right. of single men. Right? Yeah. But how do you find the, yeah. the right one? Well, oof. <laughs> That's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> I have to tell you, I work, I work, uh, my mentor is a woman named Catherine Woodward Thomas, and she wrote a book called Calling in the One, as you, you, you read in my book. Mm -hmm. And uh, Calling in the One, we coach people. We, we, we have a whole process for coaching people on how to call in the one. It's an eight-week eight process, and we do it with people. But the interesting thing about calling in the one is at the end of the day, you learn in our process that the one is you. Oh, isn't that really? Yes. You want to be fully in your seat and in your shoes with your preferences and living life on your terms, which is what everybody's doing as they, you know, leave marriages, yeah. they're grounding themselves. Who am I? What do I want to be? Mm -hmm. And when you're grounded and, and by the way, even knowing you can emotionally take care of yourself, that you have friends and you have family, you know how to get, you're not looking, going to a man out of desperation. You have yes. already set up a life where you have nice support in it and nice activities. And you are, you want to invite somebody into that life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and so then the one who's out there, the, the man, he's, he does, well, one, he doesn't have to be perfect because we do know no one is perfect, all right? We right, that. yeah. But what he's got to do is support what you're up to in life. Ah, He's got to yeah. say, wow, you're running podcast choice that's making a profound difference in people's lives. Mm. What could I do to support you to do that better? Mm. that's who yeah. you're looking for that guy not the one god bless them all not the narcissist who's going to talk about himself but the one who's going to ask you i mean you'll know it on a date when you go on them they're they're yeah. really different but the one who says what are you up to and isn't that interesting yeah that's yeah. the one <laughs> right well you know i think so many of us get this i'm not enough so early in life Yep. It's fed to us by mom or dad or, or some of our siblings. siblings. Yes, we catch it. So it's, it's a disease we all yes. catch, it seems. And, you know, reclaiming yourself is big. Exactly. I mean, if we know who we are, yes. then it's got to be easier to find somebody that likes this. Well, I, I want to go right back to the thing you said, this message we get, I'm not enough. It's, it's more even than a message that we get from others. It's a belief mm -hmm. we take on inside ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We start to believe I'm not enough. Now, all of these 
overachieving women that we know so many of, including ourselves. We're overachieving because we thought we just do enough. Mm-hmm. I just do enough, they'll think we're enough, right? Yeah, right. All the overaccomplishing women in the world have that, like, we'll just, we'll save the world and then someone will love us if we save mm-hmm. the whole world, mm-hmm. right? So the calling in the one coaching that I do with people goes right to the heart of that. Like, how old were you when you adopted that belief? Mm-hmm. You, so let's say you were seven years old and you didn't, you know, you didn't turn in a homework assignment and you got in trouble and you say, oh, I'm just not good enough. You know, look at that. Mm-hmm. I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. The calling in the one work teaches you if you were going to talk to that little seven year old today and she's like, I'm not good enough. What would you as the mature, kind woman you are now, you would say, sweetheart, you are wonderful. And sometimes things don't work out. And sometimes teachers get mad. We don't even know why they get mad. But mm-hmm. you are wonderful. That's what right. this mature and that mature woman would say to a seven-year-old. So yeah. that idea you got that you're not enough, it, it wasn't the right interpretation. It's just something a seven-year-old came up with. And you don't want her to run your life. Mm-hmm. You want to remember you are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you, you really got to get you are wonderful for a man to come in and say you're wonderful because here's one of the tricks. They only treat you as well as you treat yourself. <laughs> yes. They can't treat you any better than that. If you say, oh, no, I don't. I have a terrible line. I say I'm easy to please. The best is good enough. That's my line. <laughs> You know, my, my, my husband, he's buying something in the store and he's, now I don't always do this. I'm very thrifty as well, but he's buying a store brand. I'm like, I don't want the store brand. He says, well, but it, it's the same. I'm like, yeah, but for 50 cents, I get to have the best brand in the whole store. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. You get to have the best brand in the whole store. So they can only, you, you have to get good at asking for what you want. Yes. And I'll just add this. Dating is a practice in asking for what you want and finding out how they respond. Yes. So on my second or third date with my husband, we were set to go to some kind of museum and it was closed. And I sat there and I just sat in myself for a minute. I said, what do I really want? I looked at him. I said, do you want to know what I really want? He said, yes, I want to know what you really want. I said, I'd like to go to the movies now. He said, okay, sure. Let's go to the movies. And I, I, I had practice asking for what I want. Now, some guys, they're too busy or they don't want to change plans or whatever. That's fine. That's not your guy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the one who goes, what do you want? Let's make it work for you. That's somebody you can keep hanging around for quite a while. Yes, yes. So in the dating, you learn. You learn some people within 15 minutes, they're not going to give you what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long were you actively looking for Mark? I, I uh, got divorced when I was 57. I took mm-hmm. one year at home just to calm down, just to be happy about being alone, honestly. Just this feels good this feels much better than it felt (laughs) yes (laughs) i just relished the delightfulness of being alone it really was and then when that year was up i was 58 and i said well i i I got it i'm relishing this delightfulness but i i don't want to do it for five years because you know time's marching on right so one i hired 
who I thought was the best coach in America, Catherine Woodward Thomas. I uh-huh. called her up. I said, I, I need you to coach me. So my process took two years and I'll, I'll tell you about it. So I was 58 and she and I set an intention. I'll call him in by 59. So in that year, I dated some people, one nice man I dated for three months, but I even brought him out to meet Catherine and mm. it just turned out emotionally not to be a fit. He was a little bit too needy and dependent and not uh, grown up enough himself. Okay. Right. Yep. So there I am at 59. I said, I intended to call him and I didn't do it. I asked my coach, what should I do? She said, make another intention. I said, all right, I'm going to call him in by 60. And <laughs> then I went back to work. Now you'll see in the book, I, da- I dated, meaning I met 40 men in two years. Wow. 40 men. Yeah. Now you have to have a lot of courage to meet 40 men because the first 39 are not right for you. Yes. I'm remembering <laughs> those days. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. And so you, the problem with people not being a fit for you is you get thrown back into your old false beliefs. Oh, maybe Um, there's no one out there. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe nobody will ever like me. So every time you get a disappointment, there's like a little piece of work you have to do on yourself to clear your heart again. Yeah. Because people often tell me, oh, I got so hurt, I can't do it again. But that's exactly what you have to do. You have to heal your heart. Right. Okay, so I dated, so the second year of dating came on, I said, okay, I'll try it again. As I was getting closer to my 60th birthday, I, I can't tell you how many near misses I had. I had, one, <laughs> my birthday was in April. I had one guy I saw three times in December. Yes. He was lo- he was lovely. He was an oceanographer. He was like, I was like, oh my, we were, I was so impressed with him. It was really exciting. But something happened on the third date where we both felt it, that like sort of the chemistry wasn't there. We were really yeah. different kinds of people. And so, okay, so we peacefully ended that. I went out with another guy, then early winter came, I went out with another very nice man three times. Mm -hmm. And then he said to me after the third date, we were gonna go out on Valentine's day. And I was looking forward to it. And he sends me a note a couple of days. I can't go out with you on Valentine's day because I've been dating two women and I've decided to have a relationship with the other one. Now that's completely fair when you're dating. Dating is not a relationship. It's not a commitment. It's not monogamy. It's just, having some meals with somebody that, and I said, so I responded, this is how I responded when he told me that. I said, ouch. Oh, it's clever. For Valentine's Day. Yes, yes. I said, ouch. Yeah. And I wish you good luck. Yes. I wish you all the best because what can I say? That was not my guy. You can't imagine how many times I'm grateful I didn't get stuck with that one. I'm really, like when I think about it. All right, so there I am. It was February 14th and my birthday's April 7th. And I said, oh my God, I promised Catherine I'm going to do this by my birthday. How am I, how am I going to do this? So I go back online. Yes. Now, Match.com, the advantage of Match.com is there's thousands of men in your age group on Match.com as yes. opposed to other sites, literally thousands of people you wouldn't see in the grocery store. Because look, you see them in the grocery store, Maybe you see a ring, but you don't know if they're married, unmarried, available, dating, yes. interested yeah. in relationship. Whereas everyone in Match.com has at least declared, some people lie, but I didn't meet anyone who lied, yeah. that they're single and they're looking for a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So at least you've got that. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so I went back on Match 
there was someone whose picture I had seen nine months before and sent a note and he didn't send anything back to me, which it doesn't mean anything, but you're like, I already reached out to this guy. <laughs> but now I was down to this. He had to be in my age group. He had to be nearby. And I just put educated or a business person or somebody yes, who showed yeah. some ambition in their life. Okay. Yes. Those are my only three criteria. And this guy had those three criteria. So I said, all right, I'll send him. I'll send him another note. So I sent him a note. I, later on, come to find out, I wasn't crazy about his photos. He wasn't crazy about my photos. I didn't understand what he wrote in his profile. He oh. thought I was too corporate because I had, had done my pictures professionally. And I had been yeah. a professional. I knew how to take professional photos. So yeah. he was nervous about me. I was nervous about him. This is really funny. So he calls me on the phone. He says, uh, he sends me a note. And then he calls me, says, uh, okay, let's meet, I'll meet you at Starbucks, bye. I said, what, what, what was that? This man can't even hold a conversation. So mm -hmm. I, I made a plan. I, I put on my dating clothes, which were much sexier than I normally dress. Honestly, I, <laughs> it's not my, I'm kind of a conservative person, but I yeah. put on something very yeah. uh, enticing. Mm -hmm. And I went down to Starbucks and I was going to tell him, look, you seem like a very nice man, but I don't think we're a match, which is what you say to people over and over and over and over again. Yes. So I'm ready to tell him you seem like a very nice man, but I don't think we're a match. And I sit down and there's this absolutely lovely man. And we talk for an hour and a half. Was that Mark? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? And come to find out, he does. He's not a phone person. He doesn't like to talk. To this day, he's not a phone person. He he doesn't like to talk on the telephone. I'm like, oh, and he's a lovely, lovely man. He's a mediator, so he's always in rooms of people. Oh yeah, making sure people have space to talk with each other. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking for eight years. Ever since then, we've been talking. But I I could have been dissuaded that he didn't send me a note back that I didn't like what his profile looked like. I couldn't understand yep. what yep. he said. Yep. He loved what he said. I had no idea what he was talking about. He said his mm -hmm. heroes were all cowboys. I didn't know what that meant, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Then he was from, he's from Maine. And when he didn't talk on the phone, I thought, oh, maybe he's like from really Northern Maine. He's one of those guys who, you know, no, don't, don't socialize. I, I did cowboys in Maine. Yeah, I thought, what? <laughs> so, there was a million reasons not to follow. Like people always tell me, oh, I don't find any profiles I like. I say they don't write very good profiles. I think that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, nobody writing. Works. Nobody, but they've done research on Match. The men don't read profiles. It's all about the photos. So don't worry about it. Oh, really? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, they, they, they. They did a lot of research on this. Let me tell you, I used to work, just sweat over those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think they're reading it word by word, but they're looking at the photos and if you're in the right age group and if yeah. you're in the right geography. Well, Joan, I, I caught that yeah. one thing that I liked that you said, I mean, I like a lot, but this stuck out to me, okay. that you were open enough to share with this man, ouch. Oh, now, that was a few sentences ago, but I think there is a real quality there in being able to be vulnerable, to say that to a man. I mean, that's like, I get chills just talking about that because how many of us, we put up that shell that protects us instead of saying, you know, 
Ouch. But I wish you the best. You stood me up on Valentine's Day. Like, you so, hurt. so, so, so. That, I, <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had someone else who stood me up on New Year's Eve, the day of New Year's Eve. We had a date. This is one, I think, the first guy I'd gone out with online. And uh, we, we, we really were interested in each other. He was very, very interested. And then I'm, we had a date for New Year's Eve, and he calls me up the day before. Oh, I think I'm spending it with my daughter. I'm like, oh, that's a downer. <laughs> kind of a downer and I'm like that's just and he also told me later on he was nice very nice man he came to my house I said you didn't have to come to my house to break up with me you could have done on the phone he said no I thought I owed you but the truth is that when I realized my daughter was a priority over you I realized there's not wasn't enough here honestly it's true it's said, true thank you yes they say, there's a nice prayer God they say God thank you for everything you gave me and everything you took away yes oh that's nice i like nice that one. okay thank you he was very nice he came to my house and this won't work i said thank you that was a very first yes yeah. but the vulnerable part the thing i want to say is intimacy you know they have this thing about intimacy is into me see you know oh it's it's if you actually want to be close with someone right you're going to write that down oh, i'll write that down <laughs> you know that if you have a girlfriend that you're close with you tell her what it's like inside of you. Yes. I scared here. I was excited here. I got annoyed there. I was confused here. That's how you get close to a friend. Mm-hmm. Well, men are men honestly are a little bit different than girlfriends because they're different than we are. They don't have the same reference points that we do. They have different experiences in life. Yes. But, but if you want to be close to one or to test out being close to one, it helps to share not all, but some of your feelings. Like mm-hmm. I kind of got hurt when that happened, or yeah. um, or I I'm I'm happy you picked a restaurant that makes me feel good. That makes me feel cared for as a woman. That you picked the restaurant and you made sure. I I learned one of the things I learned when I was dating. I said I told this one guy I was dating for three months. I said you know what I really want. He said what? I said I want you to plan a great date. Mm-hmm. But okay, I will. And he did actually. We went to a comedy show and we went to a really great restaurant. It was one of the best dates I went on in two years. But oh. I told him what I wanted. You yes. take the time and plan a great date and I'll go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, now I'll tell you something about attraction in our age group. Here's it. <laughs> half the men are going to be attracted to you and half of them aren't. And you can't understand why a man is attracted. It's like an unknowable thing. Mm-hmm. They know who they're attracted to. They're, they're kind of like a switch. They're either on or off. They don't say, oh, I'll spend two months and get to know you. They're not designed like that. Ah. So, no, we could take two months and get more. Women can take, they have a lot of research on this. We could take two months and get more attracted to someone we liked a lot. Yeah. Our attraction factor will go up. But a man mm-hmm. will know within a few minutes or the first date, whether he's actually attracted to you or not. Yeah. And if he's not attracted to you, it's don't worry. Um, he's a no go. Someone someone wrote a book. Uh, why did he? Go, I forget the title. I'll, I'll, get, I'll come to me. But why why did he go away? Well, he went away because he's not attracted to you. Yeah. Or yeah. not attracted enough to you. And it's none of your business why he's not attracted to you. I actually love that they have that filter. Yeah. 
saves a lot of time. It saves time. If, if, if you're not it, they'll, they won't follow up. Right. And I, 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 I asked my son, who was also single when I was single, he was 32. I said, Michael, I said, if you, and he was online dating and meeting mm-hmm. a lot of people. I said, Michael, if you like a girl, do you call her right away? He said, absolutely. Oh. I said, thank you. So, so I go on this very pleasant first date with Mark. And he gives me a very good bear hug. He's a great bear hugger. It's one of the things. Gives me a big bear hug and says goodbye. I thought that was a pretty good sign. But he did a very smart thing. The next day he texted me, I really enjoyed our time and I'd like to see you again. Oh, yeah. Nice. That If a man does that, you know he's interested. Yeah. He then took right. two weeks to make the next date and I started to worry all over again. There's a lot of anxiety <laughs> in this process. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the And why did he wait two weeks? Was there we, some- we were going to, we set up something. I was going away one weekend and we had something scheduled for the next weekend. And then he sends me a note, he's sick. He actually did get sick. He probably got sick thinking that his whole life was going to change. <laughs> but he did get sick. And uh-huh. then he didn't make a new date. And so it was, it was something like, like 20 days when I was like, oh my God. God, this is, oh, so I decided yeah. that's too long. It's over. So on the third weekend, I just sent him a really quick note. Hope you're fine. Bye. Cause I, I don't, I think it's important not to pursue men. I, I really do. Okay. And he quickly wrote back, would you like to get together today? I was like, Oh, okay. And I remember we got together. We took a walk around the park. He told me he had five children. I was trying to sort out the whole where they were and what they were doing. Yeah. And and then he kissed me goodbye on that date. So I oh this guy does like me. Yeah. But here's a really interesting part of the story that I want to tell for older what what were you thinking? And then I'll tell the second the I was thinking, wonder why it took that little nudge that you did, just the kind reach out to move him to the next step. Well since, that- you, since your audience is women, uh-huh. men are stupid, that's why. Oh, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to these, like, we're like spending our whole week going. I remember being at the beauty parlor on Friday afternoon going, I haven't heard from him all week. This thing's got to be over. Yes. And at six o'clock, he says, do you want to do something this weekend? I'm like, oh, you're killing me here. You're <laughs> killing me. I mean, yeah. we were obsessed. he would be like, we would obsess on it all week. He'd be like, he was working all week. He wasn't thinking about it. But when his work week ended, he went, oh, I wonder what I'm doing this weekend. Oh, I like this woman. I'll give her a call. Yes. They have a different yeah. thought. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. You know, this thing I say being stupid is they not they don't think like we think. They think right. differently. Yeah. So the other really lovely thing he did that I, I, I say to older women is, you don't have to sleep with them. You really don't have to sleep with them, okay? And a lot of, okay, you don't. A, yeah. a, a lot of women coming out of long marriages, the last thing they want to do is jump in bed with someone they know for two weeks. Right? Yes, absolutely. Not yeah. Not at all. No. So um, Mark did a very, very lovely thing. We went out yeah. for three months and he never said anything about going to bed. Now, I started to get worried about him. <laughs> We're never happy. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> I started to worry. I started to worry. I was pretty sure he wasn't gay, but I, I just wanted to know, like, do you just want this platonic friendship? Like, yes. they go out, kiss goodbye, go home. Like, what uh -huh. are you up to? So we were going out about three months. I said, I, I better find out what's going on here. And I, yeah. I said to him, do you think we could ever go away for a weekend? You, and his eyes lit up and he had a big smile. <laughs> he went, sure. And then I knew that we will be okay. That he, yes. And years, I, I've debriefed him about that for years and years. And I said, uh, why did you do that? Why did you wait three months? He said, he said a lovely thing. He said, I really wanted to be sure we could be friends before we got into a relationship. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. That's kind because, you know, a relationship at this age is a mostly friend, intimate friendship. Right. You know, you're close, yeah. you enjoy each other, you do things that you enjoy. Yeah. We would bicycle together, take walks together. Now we enjoy grandchildren together. We go, uh, we yeah. go to the gym together. We do a lot of things to get, we enjoy things together. And you want to make sure it's somebody you can enjoy life with, not just you like to go to bed with them. So yeah. waiting is good for sex and waiting is also good for because you don't want to go to bed with someone who's not monogamous with you you, you don't that will, oh true that yeah. will hurt your feelings very badly right so that's one and then you want to take time to commit i after we were in this relationship and we did well he went from somebody who could disappear for a week for somebody who hasn't disappeared once for two hours in the last eight years. He doesn't, yeah. I, I can't get rid of him now, but, but yeah. <laughs> he just flipped a switch. Oh, we're in a relationship. And then he was just like he is in a relationship. He was steady and there. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's even when he got steady, I said, it's gonna take me a while to decide yeah. if I could marry you because I've been married before, it didn't work out. Right. And I, I quoted him Ann Landers, who some people are old enough to remember the advice columnist. <laughs> Someone yeah. once asked her, how long should you take before you commit to marry? Uh -huh. I really like Dan Landry, so I read that one carefully. She said uh, two years because you want to see how they are in a variety of situations. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And sure enough, I once married someone after knowing him four months only to find out his life was in a disaster in several uh -huh. areas, including finances that were I sinking see. my ship. Yeah. So, so yeah. I learned you better see a lot. How does right. he treat his family, his children, his sister, his work? His how do you how does yeah. he treat how does he right. treat when we have a problem? So it took me two years before I would agree to marry him. Yeah. I have to ask you this question because it's running through my mind. Sure. <clears throat> how awkward is it when it's been years since we've had sex with a you know, with another human. How well, awkward is I'll tell you exactly. So I remember I was dating and um, very early on, this is even before the guy who broke up with me on New Year's Eve, there was a very nice man and I met him and I knew it wasn't going to be a long-term thing, but I was very attracted to him. He was a very attractive <laughs> man and he was a very yeah. nice man. Yeah. And so... I remember I went to his apartment and he he put his arms around me and I remember I cried and he said, why are you crying? I said, I haven't touched anyone but my husband. In a long mm. time. One, I haven't touched anyone. Yes. In a long time. 
And right. two, that I haven't touched anyone but my husband in a long time. Yeah. He said, okay. And I actually went to bed with him that night and we fooled around a little bit. But every time I said, no, I'm, I'm not comfortable to go any further, he'd say, okay, fine. Yeah. I knew he was, I only went to bed with him because I knew he was a nice man. Yeah. And he wasn't yeah. going to insist on anything. I just had yeah. a strong feeling. But I told him inch by inch, this is very scary for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you, again, you're being vulnerable yes, it's that, to share yes. what's not going somebody, on. Yes, it's exactly, Joyce. It's, I'm not going to be somebody else who I'm really good at dating. No, I'm not really good at dating. I just came out of a marriage. I'm not good at yes. dating. <laughs> I don't know how to do yes. this. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. One of the first dates I went on, I really didn't know how. I went out, I went to dinner with this, oh no, it was lunch with a guy. He was a lovely guy. He was kind of interesting. He was a handsome guy. I go home, I don't hear anything from him. I'm like, wow, I, I thought we had a really good time. So finally, after about two days, I sent him a note. I said, uh, we had a good time. Why didn't you send something? I really didn't know anything about dating. And mm -hmm. he sent me a good note back. He was very honest. He said, he said, I liked you, but it, it, it just wasn't right for me. So I didn't, yeah. you know, follow it up. I went, oh, thank you for telling me. Yeah. That's how you do it. If they don't right. grow up, they're not that interested. So don't hang around wishing they would. Yeah. Oh, I, I, just remembered, I just remembered the name of the book this guy wrote once. Then it was called, it was a male dating coach. And the name of the book he wrote was, he's just not that into you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. See, this guy, for whatever reason. So they go away and you wait for the one who's crazy about you. And then it's, you want one who's really crazy about you because life's more fun that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't have now, my situation, and I know there's some people out there who may have one very similar. I live in a small town. It's growing rapidly, but it's in Texas. And uh, I think we're now maybe 100,000, 150. Well, we have so many Californians moving to Tyler, Texas. That's a lot of people, 150,000. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, it's a very much a married community. Right, I get that. But it does not mean that it is not, we don't have a very high um, single woman, whether through divorce, widowhood, whatever. We have a high community. Yes. I could stay and pal around with the girls. Right you know, all week long, but I, I really don't want that. Yes. You know, I'd really like what you have. Yes. And so um, how does one expose or reach out what, how, on the internet? I this mean, is the first thing I would do, I'd really tell you, and I would recommend you do this one. I buy a match.com subscription because mm -hmm. it's not that expensive and they're the largest dating site. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's when I buy one. I would put up a very simple profile where I would put, you know, your age or a range of your age. Um, I put up a nice photo of yourself and where you live and say something very simple, like looking for a, a partner and a playmate, someone to have fun with, you know, okay. looking for someone to enjoy life with. Here's yeah. the things I enjoy doing, period, like two, three sentences. I would just put that up and then put your search criteria or looking for men from this to this in this geography and right. see how many men come up. Yeah. 
And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, have a, I have a client who's in Utah in a small town and mm -hmm. she made her radius about a hundred miles. And she's come up with, first she came up with several high quality men, one who she saw for six months and he didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. She was a little disappointed, but she got right back online. Oh, she's come up with a lovely guy. He's a retired Air Force guy, you know, life officer. And mm -hmm. he's just, he's just stunning. Mm. And, and, and he lives about 75 miles away. So they have to like sort out how to do that. Yeah. But that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does one rebuild their trust well, when it has been thing. broken? Yeah, yeah. Your heart <laughs> got broken. Somebody, you know, betrayal is a, it's a killer of a thing. I, you know, break, they say, break my arm, not my heart. That's what they yeah. you know. It's so yeah. hard when someone has been not trustworthy when you thought they were going to be. Mm -hmm. And most of us who are single have been through that experience. Yes. Yes. Someone who said they would be trustworthy turned out and we got betrayed. And they say, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And it's a true fact. Right. It hurts terribly. So you do have to heal and uh, you sort of have to get it that some people are trustworthy and some aren't. And just because one man wasn't trustworthy doesn't mean they're all none. Mm -hmm. I married a guy who's so faithful. He stayed 20 years longer in a marriage than he should have because they had, they had five kids. Yes. He stayed 20 years. Mm -hmm. And they they weren't even getting along at all. Right. They up on each other, but he stayed because that's the way he was raised. Mm -hmm. You don't walk out on a wife and children is how he was raised. So he stayed. Yeah. And that's one of the things I learned about him when I was dating. We stayed far past it, that it was a good thing, good for him. It was very bad for him. But he's a faithful guy. I, I never have any doubt or suspicion. Of, he's like, he's ridiculously faithful. And there are some people who were raised like it was raised by his grandmother. Some people were raised. Yeah, like right. Yeah. So yeah. some people are trustworthy and some aren't. So a mature adult assessment is I'll be careful before I give my heart away. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the two years dating, that's that's yeah. building trust. You want right? you know, I, I it was all about trust too. I'm glad you raised that point because I remember I was sitting next to him and we were in some class together. And I was thinking, gee, I have not trusted so many men in my life. And then I looked over and looked at him. I said, but I, tr I do trust. I do trust you, actually. <laughs> I, this is now we're in the here and now. You, there might have been a whole lot of them, even going back to my father, who weren't trustworthy. Yes. You are actually trustworthy. So when mm -hmm. I got that thought, I looked at him. I said, why don't you ask me to marry you again? He said, okay, will you marry me? I said, yes. Then, then I got really scared, but I yeah. said, yeah, <laughs> yes. you know, um, I, but I, I got it that even though I had had my heart broken by many people, including my own father, yeah, that he was not an untrustworthy person. I was finally old enough to make that assessment. Yeah. Yeah. So when you work with a client, a woman that really is, wants to know more yes. about your work and she She's coming to the reality that, yes, she does. Yes, I do want more than, than just palling with my girlfriends. Yes. Um, how do you work with a client? Well, I, I, we have a 
very, we have a very clear process. We have uh-huh. like literally a seven step process that we take uh-huh. people through, like really clarifying your intention. What do you want? Some people don't want to marry again and that's fine. Some people just yeah. want a partner. Some people don't want even a live-in partner. They just would like, you know, someone who's available on weekends, like get really clear what you want now at this stage of life. What is your mm-hmm. intention? Okay. Yeah. And also get clear, like what you don't want to put up with, for example, dysfunctional children still in the house. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Think about that. I mean, I met men, I, I went out with one man, he invited me to his house. Not one, two, God love him, 20 plus year olds, very dysfunctional oh. young men living with him. The wife had died. I, I, I could understand. I, it was like a bad situation. Mm-hmm. If a woman came in there, there would be a lot of work she would have to do. He yeah. was unaware of it, but I was like, oh. So what yeah. are you willing to do at this point in your life? Yes. Right? You want yeah. someone who's relatively healthy like you are physically, financially. You don't want to support a man at this stage of life. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Um, that would be very unromantic. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. So first you get really clear about do what kind of love you want in your life. All right. So we, so we work on that intention. Um, we also clear up things from the past. What has not worked? Where's your heart still broken? What yeah. resentments are you still holding on to? How can we clean those up and get them out of your system? We get all the old resentments and regrets out of your system. Right. Then we create a vision of what, the life is that you want how you know i've created you i'm going to offer my book to people in a minute but in my book i put two visions one the vision i created we create it's it's a very deep exercise we do with people what's the vision of what your life with this man will be like Uh when one of my husband's daughters read the vision when she read the book she said oh my god that's exactly what you have with my father i said yeah So you want to imagine, you know, they say, if you can't imagine it, you can't do it. Yes. You know, Mm so you want to imagine what that will be like. Mm -hmm. Then we take you through handling the disappointments of dating. When you get disappointed, old false beliefs come up. Like I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I can see that. I'm not good enough. You know, yeah. what, all, whatever it is you decided when you were seven or 10 or 12 years old, right. that comes right up. And we have a nice line. Catherine says this line. He says, you need to listen to the emotions of the young child, but pick her up and put her in the car seat in the back. Don't let her drive the car. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? Yes. You're driving the car. She said, yeah. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'll never, you know, thank you for sharing. Listen <laughs> carefully. But I'm driving the car here and I'm going to get past that feeling. Yeah. So, Uh so we take you, we teach you a process of soothing your own feelings when all the disappointment do that. Right. Right. And, and so it's, it's, we take you through a very specific process that gets you ready and brave enough to do this. Yeah. And doing this is to go online. And start dating. If you have, or in person, if you, I don't know how you do that. But. If you have a friend who knows a single guy, tell yeah, me, tell me. Yeah, they're not my, sharing. Yeah, <laughs> none of my friends introduced me to any eligible single men. No, and that's no. used. Listen, when you're 
we have one of my youngest stepson's 28 and he just broke up with a girlfriend and we were worried about him. But lo and behold, he's got a new girlfriend. I'm like, how did you meet her? Well, it's my best friend's girlfriend's friend. Now, when you're oh. 28, you can do that because everyone's yeah. single and looking and not settled down yet. Mm -hmm. But in our age group, it's not quite like that anymore. Right. That's, yes. you know. I have a friend in Houston. We've been long-term friends for maybe 25 years. And she just came out of a, a, an, a marriage. And, and so she had feelers out to married friends. Yeah. And they um, uh, got her into, a, a, arranged a date with this lovely man. He's, he's about 10 years older than she is, but very active, very young for his age. And, and still works a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, at corporate. And so it was just, it's been interesting to hear her story. And she's been very open with me. But she's one of those, I don't want to get married again. No, 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 no. And he has spent years with a disability, a wife that had a disability. Yeah. So this is like new life for him. She died and um, he had been a good husband, but now he's ready for a different life. I, I'm telling you, there's some nice widowed men out there. Yes. yes. Uh, one, one of my dear friends was with a widower who had been with someone 30 years and then was single mm -hmm. 10 years and thought he'd never find someone. My yes. husband was single eight years. He thought he was never going to find someone. Yeah. You know, so there are a few good men out there. Now, uh -huh. I, I want to tell you something, Joyce, since, you know, I'm seeing you in person here. You're very attractive. Oh, thank you. Yes, I want you thank to know you. that, that there'll be many men who'd be happy to have, spend company with you. Wow, thank you very much. I will take that to heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For well, you, sure. Obviously, you know how to take care of yourself. You have self-respect, you know, you, you dress well. You, you know, someone that communicates. You take mm. care of yourself. That communicates well to a man. Yeah, yeah. Um, how you have a wonderful offer for our listeners. Yes, you do. want to tell us about that? Okay. I'm going to have to spell my name. So if you want this offer, I'm going to ask <laughs> you to get a pen or a pencil and paper. Um, I have a book. It's called Never Too Late for Love. You can find it on Amazon if you like. But I also, for listeners of this podcast, want to say, if you send me a note, I'm going to give you my email address. I'll send you an electronic version of the book and you can just read it for free. That is so generous. So generous. Thank well, you. I like sharing, sharing this information is what yeah. I do now in my life. I, I'm, I'm what you call semi-retired. I, I literally coach about, oh, two, three hours every day. And Wonderful. the rest of the time I spend enjoying myself. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's I do. What <laughs> yeah. So my, my email is Joan, J-O-A-N at, and it's my website, J-O-A-N Brager, J-O-A-N-B-R. A G A R B R A G A R Joan Brager one word dot com Joan at Joan Brager dot com. You can also go to my website too and see more about me. That's Joan Brager dot com. But mm -hmm. please send me a note if you're at all interested or you even have a question you want to ask me about dating. I I love to share this information. Yeah, yeah. This has just been a great show, Joan. <laughs> I am fascinated by all your stories and all your experience. And I just, from my journey, 
you know, I can relate to some of the, the fears. I, I, I wanted to bring out as many as I could because I think it, they're fears we all experience. Just getting on the internet for some women is a challenge, you know. It's, a, it's, so. it's one of the biggest obstacles. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll just quickly say there's three obstacles. One, you're self-conscious that you're no longer 25 or 35 and you're yes. self-conscious about your look. That's one obstacle. The second one is what you're saying, fear of online dating. Mm -hmm. But here's a third obstacle. People are not sure they want to give up this hard one auto autonomy. Yes. You've just created a beautiful life for yourself. Why, why would you give up some of that to have a man in it? So that's mm -hmm. something you really have to think through. Right. Well, <clears throat> I'll share with you. I just, I, I realize I need love in my life. Yeah. Everybody needs love, whether we like to admit it or not. It was, God planned it that way. So I, I reached out and got a puppy. Now that puppy gives me unconditional love, but it's no substitute for what I believe a healthy relationship can offer you. Yep. And you know, you have, you have evolved yourself to the point where you will be able to discern what is healthy and what is not. Right. And you have to trust yourself that you, you will not walk back into another relationship where you are giving more than you're getting. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, good. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We are no longer, we gave and gave till we couldn't take it anymore. That's, That's what it. I know yeah. that. I know that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but you've learned, you've learned that you don't want to do that. So you're, you'll yeah. have your early warning signals up for anybody who looks like they're a taker. You're not going to go near a taker. You're going to wait for a giver to show up. Right. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for saying yes and being on this. I've This has been more as much fun for me. I hope it's been as much fun for the listeners. I know they have. They've We've all benefited. And even think, you know, I said I wanted to inspire people to play full out. Yes. And I think that's part of what we did today. Good. We inspired them. Yes. We, listen, life, you cannot live in a, in a protected area to really live the fullness of life you have to I'll, risk some i'll tell you someone a teacher of mine told me once i i love this saying you can play the game of safety but what you what you risk is your liveliness or you can play the game of being alive and you risk a little safety yeah you get a choice yeah. you know you're yeah. not going to put yourself in danger i tell you all the ways not to put yourself in any real danger but your heart could get a little hurt Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which just feels awful. <laughs> I don't, I don't recommend it. I really no, no. Still, it's the only way out is through. We found. Yeah. So thank you very much, Joan. This has been a quality hour with you for sure. Thank you. And I'll look forward to being in touch with you more. I yes. Come back, come back. Tell us more. Okay. Um, but as you go through your week, this week. I hope that you will remember that really it is knowing who you are and what you want that's going to change your life. And Joan has given us many options today. So I hope you'll reflect on this interview as it comes out. You'll listen to it again and again and know the value that you're hearing from Joan. So thank you for being at Second Wind today. And I hope this week is a gale storm with lots of wind. So have a great time. Thank you for being here.